ride, baby. Worldwide, you know what I'm saying? All over the planet. Well, here we are. Three is the magic number, they say. So let's get it. Episode number three, if these kinks could talk. What would they say? Yes. <laughs> it's a lot been going on since I think we've been growing uh, just with the knowledge. So it's a big learning curve. As I, I feel like I say that every episode, but trying to get a business, t-shirt business, whatever, you, whatever you're trying to start is a learning curve. Yes. Yes, that is very true. And it, it's um, one of those things where you can't rush it because rushing costs money. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've been learning so far in uh, the business again is the strategy for me has been growing my Instagram following, I guess. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Instagram following to me equals credibility. So it's been very important to me to uh, build that. And then in doing so, I've been trying to uh, organize my page, my profile, and really cater to the niche that I'm trying to to talk to. Mm. Have you found new ways to do that? Or has it just been the same classic, you know, post and tag or post at this time of day? Yeah, I have gotten into a routine. So I mean, I know we'll get into it a little later, but there's a tool that I have been using that has made it so I don't have to stay tied to my phone as much um, that it will automatically post. So I will try to schedule it, you know, maybe on Sunday or something, schedule time to create uh, a multiple amount of posts and then schedule them throughout, you know, maybe two or three days at a time. And maybe Wednesday I'll have to come back. So this tool has been helping me. And also it lets me preview what the tiles look like on the page. So oh, I can nice. like move them around and things like that. And helps me try to make it more attractive so that when someone comes to my page, I think I want my designs to pop out a little bit better by, you know, arranging them. I get exactly what you're talking about. So does it allow you to arrange them or does it just, it goes in the order that you create them? It allows you to arrange them. So I work for maybe an hour or two. Sometimes it's just, if you really love what you do, then you'll be stuck to your computer for hours. But right, yeah, <laughs> I sit there and just try to come up with different uh, quotes or make up a quote or even market my, my shirts. And I'll come up with different things, that, designs of how I want to get my message across. And once, let's say I upload 10 of them into this tool, and then I can move the tiles around in the preview section to see how I want them organized. And once I have them organized, then I can schedule them. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That so that cool. gives me a little breather with that. Uh, because sometimes you, I notice with Instagram that if you are not engaging rather posting or liking or commenting on someone else's page throughout the day you'll start to lose followers and things like that yes it, i agree what was the name of the tool again you said okay plan only is what i'm using right now which is actually um i think you had a training that you purchased and you took part in and then and that's what the instructor had recommended. So, and then also there are different types of hashtag lists you can create. And I, you know, piggyback back and forth between them. I think I got about three different hashtag lists that I used. I think you shared with me that if you uh, use too many 
if you use the same hashtags over and over again, that's another thing in the algorithm of Instagram that they don't like. So you got to change that up too. Yes, I learned that from one of my close family members who has a blog. Um, she mentioned it's a term called shadow banning. Shadow banning. And what it does is it tracks how many times you use a hashtag and if the social media i guess you could say platform that you're using detects that you are abusing a hashtag they will deactivate that hashtag so every time you post and you think that your post is going out to you know the millions of users that use that particular platform that is not the case. They actually make it so that way when you post, it only shows to your followers. So new members or people who haven't started following you yet aren't even being exposed to your material because the, I guess whatever type of program they have installed has detected that the hashtag is being abused. And so it does multiple hashtags, like say you have 20 hashtags which I think Instagram allows you to have up to 30. Yeah. Um, so, but if that one hashtag is included in that group of hashtags, you've deactivated the entire post. Um, and the way to test that out is to have someone unfollow you and then search for you in their toolbar. And then, then you'll know, you know. If your list has been deactivated or not of hashtags. Yes. Yep. Because you'll show up, you know, if you recently post something and then they go to do a search of that post with a hashtag and don't see you, then that's another learning curve, another lesson how to do Instagram marketing. Yes, very <laughs> And right. I, even the time of day. Yes. So you got to kind of analyze the people you're trying to go after. How often do they actually interact with your page? Yep. And if you see a routine, then you post during that time. So for me, um, there is, because I'm a night owl, <laughs> I can't get up, I can't get up in the morning, but I love to stay up late. So around 12 o'clock, you know, I'm posting stuff and then I will go till seven when I feel like, uh, the people that I'm going after are just waking up. Um, I do children clothing. So the mothers, you know, they're just getting up and starting their day around six or seven. I'll post something then. And then I'm aiming for the lunch hour. Maybe they're at work and they pick up their phone. So from 12 to 3, I'm posting too. Okay. So. so that's good. And then, but I also just got an article called Sensi. And it said that just because you post at that time, it doesn't mean that the algorithms within the platform are going to allow users to see your post at that time. So I don't know if you've ever noticed, sometimes when you post, you know, you get like 15 likes and 15 followers or whatever right away. Right. Like. Boom, 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 boom. And then other times when you post, you don't get any, but then hours later, you get a whole bunch of people going, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of traffic to your page. And from what this article was explaining is that Instagram determines who sees what by when it's posted. Hmm. Like, for instance, um, if I post at 2 a.m., you know, those people that you're targeting at 7 a.m. are more likely to see my post because I posted mine, you know, at 2 a.m. than they would someone who posted at 7. And I don't know what that, like how that works or why it's that way, but that's what this article is saying. Like we all think that it is the opposite way around, you know, right. as soon as you post, that's the group that you're going to target. But 
it was um actually saying the opposite i actually if you don't mind we could um i could just read that one portion of it okay that's fine go ahead share the wealth this is what we're doing as far as so that if anybody else is thinking about starting a t-shirt business you know, to, to learn from us. Yeah, definitely is what we're here to do because I have, as we've said many times before, noticed that you're going to have to go through multiple resources just to get one thing or one, one question answered. <laughs> the whole underlining uh, message of Instagram, if that's the way anybody's going to go and trying to market whatever they're trying to do, be fitness or t-shirts or music or whatever they're trying to do is that you have to engage. That's what the algorithm for me, that's what I'm getting for Instagram is they want you to be on their platform all day, every day. <laughs> that's pretty much what they want. Um, so the more you engage and comment and like and post, the followers will come. Yeah, that, that definitely is fact. <laughs> <laughs> so we just gotta keep at it and that goes to the point you said earlier about it doesn't happen overnight yeah you're not it's not gonna happen overnight I, and actually when i look at someone's page on instagram a lot of times i want to know how long they've been on instagram i'll go through to see how many posts they have just really quickly with my thumb scroll through we'll see how many posts they have I'm like oh, okay maybe i will trust them and, and see what they're into that's another thing you got to build that credibility got to build that track of work and say that you've been you know in the game for a while not just somebody who's trying to to get over so right right uh, I, I did find the article um it's a real quick paragraph and it just says hi there it seems counterintuitive who on earth is up at 2 a.m some of your customers and fans but more importantly the social media algorithms are up all night deciding what people see in the morning if you're not posting then you may miss out on the best time to reach them. So so Instagram, what are you trying to tell us? Are you trying to tell us that we need to post every hour on the hour? Like, don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, yes, they just want you to be tied to it. And so, and that's what was happening before I found that Planoli um, app. That's actually what was happening. I was tied to the phone. Right. right. I still am a little bit more than my family would like me to be, <laughs> but um, still it's not as bad as in the beginning. So each each week I'm getting better and better. I'm getting faster and faster at creating creating things. That's another thing too. I don't know if you run into this is that I only have a limited inventory right now. I have about six or seven designs of shirts. And so when I post on Instagram, sometimes I get in my own head and think, okay, people have already seen this. I've been posted this a million times. They're going to they're going to get tired of it. But then I have the other battle like, well, you're trying to get new people. So the people that saw it three weeks ago or so, they, you know, they, they may have gone on and you're trying to get new people. So it's okay to keep re rehashing. What do you think? I, I don't know because that is also, <laughs> it's an interesting topic because I was just recently talking about this with someone else. Do you want the new followers to be your goal all the time or do you want the quality of your posts? and the relevance to your current followers to, to give you the credibility that you're looking for? Like, is there strength in numbers or is there, you know, what is it, quantity versus quality or, you know, because for instance, if I follow you because I like your brand, right? Mm -hmm. And then I notice like, oh my gosh, she keeps posting the same stuff over and over again. Like I'm unfollow, you know, like, okay, I'm not gonna follow anymore. Because you're, you're, I know what you're saying, like your goal is to attract more followers. 
um, and expose your brand to more people. But then what about the followers that are already like loyal to your brand? Right, exactly. So the balancing act of how, how do you do that? How do you navigate that? Because again, I only have a little bit of inventory right now. You know, there will be more and more designs coming. But until then, I have six shirts and I want people to know about those shirts. But I also have a message and a passion behind my brand too. And I want to put that out there as well. So I go back and forth. But whenever I go back to the shirts, it's always the same six shirts. So I always wonder if they're tired of that. Well, I don't, I know. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I misunderstood. So I would say the shirts don't have to change, right? Right. But the way that you present those shirts. Should change. Should change. Like now, maybe it's time to show Preston wearing the. Right. Okay. World, But yeah, or, you know, um, I, I think that, that, I mean, even for me, like, people who I follow, it's like just keeping it fresh makes me like, oh, I got to go, you know, I got to get that or oh, let me go to their website and see what they got going on. You know, maybe the same products, but it's just something they switched up. Right. So changing how you do it. And, and that's another thing I, I follow uh, Gary V or I listen to a lot of his YouTube videos and he kind of pioneered the whole using social media to your advantage to promote your business. Now he started out helping his family uh, wine business. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and he took it to to YouTube. I mean, when nobody else was doing it, he took it to social media. Who would think that? Okay, in order to grow your wine business, you would get online and do YouTube videos about it. But he did, and he started to to use the machine. And one of the things he said is to uh, you got to engage, definitely engage. Just don't try to go for the followers and that's it and get the likes. Let the people see the person. Mm. Okay, let them get to know you. But then also put yourself out there. So when you talk about my son, like seeing them in shirts and stuff, that's what I got to do more of is be more uh, personal with the brand too. Even putting myself out there, putting my kids out there, just giving, being more vulnerable, I guess, so that I people can connect with me. Yeah, and as to why. Yeah, but I, the only thing I compare myself to these bigger brands who don't do that. They just have the shirts out uh, and that's it. And there's no, you don't even know who owns the company. It's just the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, again, like, see, we're thinking that the brand is big. Why? Because they have a lot of followers, but they may be using some of the same techniques that you've been entertaining, you know? Yeah. And who knows where they started? I mean, again, I tried to scroll all the way through to the beginning of their Instagram journeys to see where they started. What were they doing to get to where they are now? And right, they might have deleted all that, but <laughs> now they now they have like you know a whole you know hundreds of T-shirt designs, and so they can post every hour on the hour, and and it's a different design all the time, yeah. and so and they don't have to tell. They're no longer building their brand; it's just you know maintaining. So I guess I have to, in order to build the brand, let them in, let people in to see who I am and why I did this. Tell the yeah. story. Yeah, they want to be in our business. <laughs> be in our business, absolutely. And that's the people I've been sticking with. And when I follow people on YouTube and things, I mean, I'm watching their kids grow up and, you know, I feel yeah. like I know them if I saw them on the street. Actually, <laughs> this is funny because about, I would say about three years ago or so, there was a girl in the uh, mall near my house that I I followed on uh, Facebook. She really doesn't. She's a fitness person, 
And I was standing in line and I noticed it was her and I, I felt a little starstruck. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I heard the people in, that were working there talking to her like, wow, you're really fit and everything. And I felt like being in the background, like, yeah, because she's on Facebook. And she got this many followers. And she, <laughs> you don't know who this is right here. But wow. um, <laughs> so after I was like, I got to say something, you know, and I did. And one of the things I said, I was like, wow, you know, I follow you. You know, I didn't know you live out here. And she got a little scared. I think it was weird. And her face was like, oh, shoot. One of, one of my followers know where oh, I live. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want her to think that. But, you know, in hindsight, she was she was reluctant to be like, yeah, I live out here. Right, right. She was just like, "Well, I'm from the South Jersey area," she said. But that was that was funny because I was, I know you, or I, you know, how are the twins doing? And you know, you know <laughs> like she, it was a one way relationship, really. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I follow yes. people because they are they're being vulnerable. They're letting me into their lives, so that's why I continue to follow them. And you know what? If you think about why you do what you do, then it, you can't go wrong when you think about what other people' motivation is. You know, I'm still working on that part. I need to do that. I do too. I'm I'm um, very reluctant to like just oh go live. You know, like <laughs> oh hey. I know. I'll, it is sad because I'll put my children out there first before myself. What kind of mother am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, kids. I'm going to turn it on. And they're, you know, my kids are like, fine, you know, no problem. But I can't even do what I'm asking them to do. Yeah. And that's the, it, because we're more conscious of like, you know, I just think we're more conscious of what we look like, what we sound like, placing of where we're standing at, when we, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Is my hair done right? Is my makeup right? Is, you know, yeah, we're thinking about all. And that's another thing, you know, Gary V, you know, if anybody gets a chance to listen to us, you can find them for free on YouTube. Uh, that's where I listen to a lot of my motivational stuff. And people, authors are reading their audio books and you can just, you know, listen to them in your car. But he talks about how nobody's thinking about you. Nobody cares about you. He's very crass like that and in your face. And he's like, get out of your own head. Okay. Mm. You're not uh, all that. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, and he cusses. He does cuss. So for a little warning there, he's like, nobody gives an f about you. Who are you? Who the f are you? Why do you think you're so special that people gonna right. be thinking about you <laughs> if you go live? So we all do have that. Uh, what's what's wrong? So if someone's judging me, you know, they're judging themselves. I need to. I'm. That's what gonna be my goal. I'll make that a September goal to go live more. I, I think. I you will too. I challenge you to a Lord. game of going live. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um follow Shameless Maya? Yes, I like. I actually, what is so funny is I started following her because of cryptocurrency. I thought that's all she talked about, and then I realized like she talks about everything on her show. Yeah, she talks about. Wow, that means that's fairly recent. I mean, I go back with her like five, six years. Wow. And yeah, she I just, started like just of what we're talking about right now. She challenged herself to be shameless. She said, you know what? I'm going to get in front of the camera every day and see what happens. Wow. She was very self-conscious. And, and it's hard for you to imagine that right now when you see her and her personality online. But she was very self-conscious. Um, she had long, pretty 
curly hair and she cut it all off online too. So yeah. if you follow her journey along and it's like she's livened up and doors open and she's not a bad person. I don't know why she was very self-conscious. It's 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 something in our head. Like you said, he said what? Get out your head. Yeah, get out your head. You know, get out of your head. And that is one of the things that that is our worst enemy. It's like we don't even realize it. The thoughts that you said at one time, self-talk, you know? Yes, that's self-talk. And that's one of the things that I want to get rid of. Like, I feel like I'm a lost cause, you know, because I feel like I'm older. And But my kids, they're like blank canvases and they can, they, is now the time for me to help them with their self-talk so that when they're my age, then they know what to pull from when they talk about themselves to themselves. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> that's what I'm I'm trying to oh. work on with my kids. It's like, let me give you an armory of thoughts and self-talk so that you can combat all that negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so that your mind is wired the opposite of the norm, you know, they call it negative negativity bias, where our brains are just wired to go to that negative side automatically. That's what that's like a unconscious thing that happens, you know, or subconscious thing that happens. Um, but, you know, we just, we're, we're programmed to do that, you know, and, um, and it's not so much that God created us to be that way. It's that society, media, our peers, you know, those are the things that have us thinking that that's normal, you know, it's normal. So then when you meet someone whose thinking is total opposite than that, you're like, whoa, they're out there, you know, like. <laughs> Kanye. No, I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, whoa, they're really, no, like, they're really <laughs> cocky, you know, or they're right. obnoxious or. Or they're weird or something like that's who a lot of people, Steve Jobs is an example. Like when, yes, when you go against the, the norms, people start saying something's weird about you or. Yep, yep. And I, and I mean, it's a beautiful thing when you can break through that and not worry about, you know, what people think and also not think that it's a natural process for you to tear yourself down when you are about to embark on a new adventure. Or... Can I start Monday? Can I start on September 1st? Like, no, can I put out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you know, and that's something else. Like I, I read an article. I'm, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm running on and on, but I love this topic because I struggle with it. And you know, the more I read and like listen to you and the stuff you share, and um, you know, and read blogs and stuff like that, and it just really enlightens me and help and helps me to see like that's not a normal way of thinking. It's not a healthy way of thinking. You know. And it's keeping you from being your greater you, you know, and. Amen. That's about it, church. I, when people start talking like that, it, it takes me like, yes, that's right. You get it. We, I feel like we're out of the matrix or something when you finally uh, figure it out, you know, and that's why I need to stop saying I'm a lost cause because and I'm just going to, you know, give it to my kids. No, there's always a there's always a, the right time to live your best self. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was reading um Black Mom's blog. I shared it with you this morning. I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but Erica Badu was being interviewed and she said that she is in the best relationship. She's in love with T 
today. And she was like, tomorrow and yesterday are so jealous because now I'm in love with today. She's like, and I ain't shit because I'm cheating with right now. <laughs> you know? She's a great wordsmith. That is true. Stay in the present moment. Stay in the moment. You don't have to worry about what happened or what's going to happen. Just worry about the present moment. And, and then you'll find like balance and peace. And, you know, and, and then sometimes it's like, we do that and then we're like, oh shit, I gotta think about you know, <laughs> my French, but oh my God, but you know, what about this? Or, you know, like, oh, how dare I just sit here and enjoy this moment, you know, <laughs> when I got all this stuff going on. <laughs> but I think it's a setup. I think it really is a setup to the point where, and that's how I teach my kids, is like this world, um, you know, you're not of this world, you know. So you're sitting here and it wants to sabotage you, it wants to doesn't want your true being. Uh, to to come out, it wants to actually squander that because it's yeah. it. You were sent here to change the world in some capacity, so its goal is to not make you realize what that what that is. <laughs> so it's going to give you the negative, the self doubt, and the poor body image, and the you know whatever uh, self judgment you have against yourself. It's it's do doing that on purpose so that you don't have a moment to breathe and stay in the moment. And then you might discover, you just might discover what you were sent here to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how much you love yourself. And yep. All of that. Yeah. Not even for the 30 plus age. <laughs> I'm not a lost cause. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to try it. So I'm going to start. You said I can start Monday, right? I'm going to start Monday. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. going live more. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live more on the uh, if these kinks could talk. Then I'm gonna really get that. I, I haven't been posting on that particular profile page. You've been doing a wonderful job on that. I will say, <laughs> give it up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I, my contribution will probably just be my face. Then okay, like hey, what's going on? And hopefully you guys will show me some love. Then absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things though that you could think of that's happening with the business that you didn't think uh, it would be so hard? Getting the materials so that we can print on demand from our own. I think that is that has been like something I've been anxious about, something I've been anxious to do. And you know, I told you that we discovered the um print on demand shop in the mall. It's actually called Flexi, the store. You know, customers come in and say, hey, I want this shirt. Okay, send me the file or allow me to create an image for you and I'll print it for you. Come back before you leave the mall, it'll be done. Boom, you know, $15, $20, $30 if you don't have a shirt and you buy one of theirs. But I'm, it's like trying to pull ourselves out of the consumer quicksand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where we can just solely be focused on producing, you know, and not so much buying services from other vendors. Yeah, getting know, rid of the middleman. You want to be yeah. the man, not get, you know. Yes, absolutely. I want to cut the middleman out as soon as possible. I, I guess I'm eager to get there, but I just want to generate as much interest first before I do it. And I that's where I'm at. And it's probably where we're probably on opposite ends there because i'm like but nobody's clicking the buy button now with the middleman yeah so what but, makes me think they are when there is no middleman 
we're right now it's like your focus on world wide web um exposure i think like you said and i think i think you said you read it in an article we're gonna have to go gorilla style you know print them up fold them up pop up shop you know or or go to some event and wear the shirt and rock it out real dope so people are like yo where did you, you know or your son where is it the first day of school and they're like ah Alex had on this shirt that said, <laughs> you know, oh my goodness, and, you know, and then it's just like all of those things just just play into people because the thing about it is this goes back to consciousness too. It's like people like they want something that they think everybody else is going to want, you know. And while you're saying I want to create this line to affirm children and to speak to them, even when they don't even know they're being spoken to, you know, they're wearing it. They're wearing these affirmations and it's cute and it's stylish at the same time. People probably first choice is gonna be how stylish is it? You know, how can I make that look stylish or how can right. I make that look so that's where I think, you know, showing it when you have your voice ready to go when you're dressed up and you you know, and you look really cute and you have on your own apparel that's going to bring the clientele to you and then we also have to be prepared to compliment it like you said be like hey here you know yeah that actually Mm -hmm. happened to me with the i was caught off guard so i guess i was doing some guerrilla marketing and i wasn't aware i was my two sons had on the shirts someone in the store said i like your shirts and I said, thank you. But at the same time, I didn't have anything on me to market and say, hey, this is where you can get them. I did redeem myself a little later. But that is a way of guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like that was just one person. Just imagine how many people saw them that day and didn't have the courage to say, oh, wow, look at their shirt. You know? Right. <laughs> Right. Say it, or I, I like they're walking advertisements, you know, walking commercials. <laughs> I did look. Um, I did download a app called Pop Up Shop. I actually did it today. Oh, um, it work. Yeah, just to see if there were any local ones. Now, unfortunately, in our area there were none, <laughs> but in Philadelphia there were. So there's one actually coming up on September 29th, and it's it tells you the description and it says um. If you want to, you know, inquire to be a part of it, please contact this link or something like that. And I went and I clicked on the link and I I can show you this later, but it said something about if you register, you got to pay like $200. Here we go again with this. So I don't know if there's a way to actually reach out to the people individually. But yeah, there's this one. Let me see if I can get it up here. Free pop-up fashion store coming on September 29th in Philadelphia. Yep, from 3 to 8, shop local while getting to know some of the city's emerging brands and creators. This event is free to the public, and we ask that you RSVP so that we can have an idea of how many people to expect. Designers interested in having their work in the shop, please sign up here. And pay us some money. And then, yeah, so I went there. So I was like, really? <laughs> $200 and it's uh, from three, like three to eight. 
maybe I just didn't do it right. But I I was trying to see, okay, how these pop-up shops are becoming more and more popular. So it's a way for those that you don't have to sign a long-term lease and, and really be responsible for store space. It's just a way to get your product out there to see how well it is received by the public. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I say let's just keep on. Like, it's the, the opportunities and the avenues that we can take are limitless, you know? Like, I was talking to the owner of uh, Flexi, and he said that him and his partner started out going to fashion shows and having fashion shows, and it was a lot of work. You know, and he said it was a lot of work and we weren't getting the return on our investment right away. So then we shifted gear to custom printing, you know, and he was like, and then, you know, here we are now. We're putting other businesses out of business because of how efficient we do things. He actually told me that those like, you know, how we were talking about those kiosks that we saw that. Yeah. He's like, those things are ancient. He's like, oh, they've been around for years. He's like, this now this store has put two of those kiosks out of business in the small. I was like, really? <laughs> I said, I just saw one. He's like, no, you didn't. You did not see one here. And I was like, oh, well, maybe my cousin just saw one in Cherry Hill. It was at the Cumberland Mall. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, maybe Cherry Hill. <laughs> yeah. And he's not doing anything. I mean, he got a heat press and he has his computer and he has a vinyl color cutter. He's got the vinyl cutter and he has a bunch of different vinyl options. And that's <laughs> Yep. So, I mean, this type of business doesn't require the reason why I think, well, first of all, I just wanted to get the message out. I, there's a reasoning behind it, but now that we are doing the business part of it, it is, very little startup uh, when it comes to finance. Like people can do this in their spare time, make their own custom t-shirts, you know, in their basements, you know, or in a spare room they have, uh, or they can do what you saw today in the mall. So there's so many different ways you can scale it up or keep it where it's at. Just use your own self, you know, doing it for your friends or you can scale it up. And it only requires a few pieces of equipment, the heat press, a uh, vinyl cutter, uh, rolls of vinyl. It doesn't require a lot to get started in in doing a t-shirt business. It really doesn't. It's just how much passion are you going to put behind it? It's going to end up being more than t-shirts, <laughs> right? So where the only goal I have then before next episode is to go live a little bit more, expose who I am a little bit more, and um, I think it's about it. It's the only goal my, I have. My goal is to buy. 100 plastisol transfers of my favorite design or two because i watched a video by your boy big brando and he said he can fit multiple designs on one transfer yes he tries to take up every square you know footage of the transfer sheet mm-hmm. he'll even like do the tags and everything that that's my goal is stop buying from print on demand do not go back to Flexi unless I absolutely have to because I know that I'm going to run into a megastar or something. I want to wear my shirt. but um, And then also, I guess we need the blank t-shirts too. If you're going to have the plastic all, you got to get the shirts to put it on. Yes. So I got to find. Okay. So yes. See, yeah. I guess I still have that problem of trying to go out to the world. Wow. What did you say? I don't even know what WW stands for. 
World Wide Web. Okay, but they, I knew that's what it, I couldn't say it. <laughs> say it three times. Wide <laughs> Web. Oh my goodness. So I'm still focused on that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get out of the consumer mindset and get into the producer mind. And the sooner we do that, the more we'll be able to hold on to our um, our money. You know, and we'll be getting it right back versus putting out, putting out, putting out, yeah. and at the same time, spreading the message, you know, because the message behind positive kids places. Well, enough business talk. Anything else more that didn't take a lot of your brain power to address this week? Um, This week, I think my brain has been focused on protecting my space, my personal space. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Don't yeah. be uh, scared to have boundaries or tell people about your boundaries. Yeah. What about you? Um, let me see. Well, I've been trying to focus more, trying to find this balance because of dealing with my main gig and then, you know, being the entrepreneur. So that juggling act has trying to, I'm trying to find that, that balance. Uh, other than that, I'm just, Dealing with the kids, and I got so many uh, roles: the wife, the mom, and I gotta be Chanel. So, and I all and in the, at the end of the day, all I do is turn CNN on and hear about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you said no politics, no. <laughs> I did. I did say that. My bad. <laughs> that's all that's on in my home. Is I've become an old woman. I used to always talk about my grandma watching every edition of the news. It was on from like three until seven and then Jeopardy would come on. <laughs> and I have it on all the time, CNN. Well, you, you are staying up on your current events, which is good. Yes, yes. So one of the things that did pop up and you can, this doesn't have to deal with the president per se, but it has to deal with the first black governor, uh, black, uh, I'm sorry, Democratic candidate for governor in Florida. Yeah. Have you heard, have you heard about him? Yeah. Okay. Andrew mm -hmm. Gilliam, I think is his name. Well, mm -hmm. he won the Democrat and he'll go up against someone who is backed by Trump. I think his name is Ron DeSantis or something like that. He, uh, in Ron's speech, or he got on the news the other day, and he they asked about, okay, what do you think about Andrew over there who just won the Democratic ticket? And he said something to the effect like, well, we can't get wrapped up into, you know, this and, and let him monkey it up. Oh. Have you heard about that? No. <laughs> do you think it was a slip of the tongue, or do you think he purposely meant to say, monkey it up? I think he purposely meant to say that. People are very clever and they know how to get their point across in a way that's not going to be discovered by the average Joe. You know what I mean? Like you really have to be someone who's conscious and is paying attention to detail to pick up on something like that. The average person's not gonna listen to that and say, hey, he was trying, you know? Yeah. I, for a split second, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was going to be like, well, maybe he meant to say 
muddy muddy it up or mock you know i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> no he, he meant to say monkey it up yeah yep. it, so that was the only thing that was interesting uh, but thankfully andrew didn't go low or he didn't even call him a racist he just said you know what you know this is the reason why i'm running is to get these type of people out of office so. yeah that wow I'm just imagine what he what he was up against. Yeah, that yeah. was the only other highlight that came across. Oh no, no, there was another one. Uh, Serena, that's my girl right there, Serena Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's doing, yeah. It. She's doing it, and that is with that. Uh, they told her that you can't wear that cat suit, that black cat the cat suit she had. Yeah. So she came out with a black tutu. <laughs> <laughs> she was and i think her response was you know that's all right i mean I, to wear the same thing twice is a fashion faux pas anyway you know i wasn't gonna do that again <laughs> you good don't worry <laughs> don't worry then she came out with the black tutu and the, the leggings and i was like wow that's great that's really great i don't know what, what the problem was that you know she couldn't wear that black leotard anyway problem is she's black <laughs> Yep, I know. I wasn't gonna say it, but you know, because sometimes we imagine things. So yeah, no. things aren't always racial. We just imagine that they are. Yeah, they, we no. <laughs> <laughs> I even um decided recently, and this is kind of off topic, but I was going to send my daughter back to a um a local Christian school, and uh, most of the most of the faculty is Caucasian. Um. And I really liked the principal, but I did have issues with the fourth grade teacher who taught my oldest daughter, Nyla, because she referenced um, Africa and Sicily and her, I guess you could say like her, what do you call it when someone has a joke and they hit the, um, her punchline was, you know, about the fact that she was Sicilian and because Sicily is so close to Africa, a lot of Sicilians have African-like features, and she just happened to get a big booty. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like oh, my goodness. And yes. when did you confront her or ask her why she said that? Yes. I, it took me four days to mull and chew and, you know, on that. And then I finally asked to have a meeting with the principal and her. The uh, response that I got was that another child in the class had said the word, oh, that's why you got a big old booty. And she just agreed. Yes, that's why I have a big old booty, you know, because I'm Sicilian. And uh, she said, I didn't say that a child in the classroom said it. And I disagreed with them, which made it even worse. That made it even worse. That was a teachable moment right there. Yes. And um and so I said it just disappoints me that you're you were teaching history and you referenced, you know, your body and that that you minimize the fact that um you know this this moment in time by saying, you know, you got a big booty. What does that have to do with being black or being part black or having you know, I mean it does have it's a stereotype, and as a teacher, you know that, so you shouldn't perpetuate the stereotype. You should have told the child, no, that's incorrect. Right, right, if that was the case, or did you, you just say it? So anyway, I, I went in today to register Marini, 
And of course, I ran into that teacher and she was like, oh, hi, how was your summer? You know, oh, I'm, I'm surprised to see you here. You know, I said, yeah, well, I'm not sure if they told you, but of course, Nyla is not coming back this year. And she said, I, I pretty much figured that after our last discussion. Oh, she did? <laughs> because yeah. of that whole booty comment? Yes. And then oh, she okay. said, um, she said, oh, um, and I said, but I'm bringing Marie back. And she said, oh, they convinced you to, um, to bring her back. And in that moment, I was like, they did. You know? Yes. They I convinced like, me to be, bring my baby back to this place that doesn't appreciate her. Yes. And I am going to call tomorrow morning and tell them never mind. And you know, if I if I get a refund, um, great. I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to demand one. But you know, I I just want to do something that feels good in my spirit, and that does not, you know, it just felt, I guess you could say, convenient. And uh, I knew that she would get a good um, education there because the curriculum is very challenging. But I don't want her around those people. You know, people yeah, that. that's a, what wow. we talked about of, again, these children are blank canvases, you know, and mm -hmm. that self-talk that they're going to repeat. You never know how that resonates with a child who is eight or nine years old. And when they turn 29 years old, you know, how much they fed that seed and it grows. And then now they're still talking about, it. oh, man, I got this big because I'm black, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. right. And keep telling them that, especially uh, the women, you know. I have two boys, but you know, you have two girls and just feed into them. Yeah. Because yes. it I think women, we have it a little harder. I mean, we're bombarded uh all the time by magazines and the television ads and all that telling us and you know, now we have these celebrities doing things to their bodies as well and trying to create a new standard of beauty. And so we're just constantly hard on ourselves because of what we see. We really are. You know, we are the most important job is being the parents to these children. So I think you did great, you know, taking her out of that. And even though they got a good curriculum, you support whatever curriculum she's gonna be exposed to now. If you do the extra things you need to do, it won't even make a difference. She'll still, she's still gonna thrive. Yes, thank you. And so will your boys. Yes. Now, see, I had the exact opposite, and this is the problem, and we've talked about it many times, and that is the fact that I grew up in a predominantly white school district, and my children this September will be in a predominantly black school district, which, in my mind, why am I uh, conditioned to think that that's an inferior school district? Just because of that. Mm. So I am uh, anxious to see how it plays out, uh, but I'm, so far they've shown me nothing but good things, th things that are shocking to me because the other school district we came from, they didn't pour into the children the way that it, this district has shown me so far this summer. Yes, oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's all I got, you know, until next episode, which we're- Yes, and thank you for tuning in, ladies. Check out the description box for any of the websites we referenced or any of the resources that we use. We have scatcatapparel.com, and then we have Positive Kids Place as well are the two different brands that we're working very passionately on so please check them out as well yes thanks for the <laughs> shout out <laughs> yeah we gotta do that you know that's part of the reason why we're doing. we want to help people but we want to help ourselves too so you know and definitely comment on what we what you like what you don't like and bye you got it Ladies and gentlemen. Ready, ride, baby. Ride, baby. Worldwide, you know what I'm saying? All over the planet. All over the planet.